0: dot com.
2: Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: The new COVID-19 variant is causing
0: global alarm as some countries scramble to enact fresh travel restrictions in an attempt to contain the latest coronavirus threat.
3: The new Omicron COVID variant could already be in the United States, but many Americans may not be ready to hear it. Reaction to the latest threat. This new threat of the Omicron variant. On the economic
2: threat posed by the Omicron variant. The potential threat from Omicron.
3: The emerging threat of Omicron. The Omicron variant poses a new threat. The potential threat posed by uh, this new Omicron
2: variant. And what Americans need to know about the evolving threat. Wow.
1: How many of the people there using their serious voices like something bad has happened? um, You you said earlier, and you're absolutely right, we're reacting to the Omicron variant as if it was an alien (laughs) invasion. Oh, yeah. And they were blasting people with ray guns. Yeah.
0: As if the War of the Worlds was actually unfolding and Martians (laughs) were emerging from their mysterious craft and murdering people wholesale. I mean, the Omicron variant. (laughs) Might be the best thing that's ever happened. We don't know. It could be an incredibly mild variant that seriously sickens virtually nobody. It gets everybody at least some level of immunity. And then we go on with our lives, which we're going to do anyway. This thing, one variety, uh, you know what? It's it's clear to me what's happening. And partly it's the ignorance of the the newsreaders of America. We've known these people, and there are absolutely exceptions. There are 100% exceptions, but a huge number of them. Speak clearly and they're pretty. End of qualifications. They couldn't, they don't have enough thoughts uh, together in their head. One thought will wander lonely for its entire life without running into another thought in their brains. Okay? <laughs> and so they have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> oh, uh, it's just, uh, so it's clear to me what's happening though. Uh, variant after variant. You know, just minor story after minor story, wrinkle after wrinkle, comes and goes, comes and goes, comes and goes, and we're all sick of it, right? I can, I can hear you. I, I hear you, my friends. You're sick of it too. It will be very soon that this now endemic disease, which means it'll be part of our lives forever, and will probably evolve to be less and less dangerous. It, these are the death throes, not of a poor, unfortunate COVID patient, God rest their souls, but the death throes of the ability of the media and the government to manipulate us out of uh, the wildly inflated COVID fear.
1: We do have two cases officially in the United States now, one in the San Francisco area, one uh, Minnesota person who traveled to New York. Big Checking myself for S's, I got none to give. Well, the question I was going to ask is, of all those newsreaders who are using their serious scared voice, how many of them were actually worried about it themselves? You know, you saw the video probably, or maybe you didn't, uh, of Joe Biden inside a crowded store with no mask on over the weekend. He was in some store, mm-hmm. shopping, with no mask on, and uh, there's a sign on the door that says you have to be masked to come in the store. So days before he, for that. Days before he extended the federal uh, mask mandate. And he's an old man. Yeah, He's got way more to worry about it than I do. He wasn't worried. Most of those newsreaders aren't worried. That's the weirdest thing about all this is people talking about it, but they aren't actually scared of it themselves. I'm not right. worried about it. I am worried about the reaction to it. That's the only reason I'd mention the Omicron cases in the United States. Is that going to lead to more shutdowns of this or shutdowns of that? Are we going to end up like Australia? Like Australia? Have you heard this one? The question really is, how much longer will this country continue to tolerate this? You've got to wonder. And what happens if we keep tolerating it? We don't need to wonder about that because we've got Australia as an example. Consider this new video. It's from an Australian newscast this morning. Watch as the anchor announces the breaking news of the day, which is the escape of three inmates, Australian citizens, from a COVID concentration camp.
2: We start with breaking news in a Darwin where three people have escaped from the Howard Springs COVID quarantine facility. Talia Savas is there for us. Talia, good morning. There's a search underway right now. Yes, that's right, Davina, good morning to you. We've been told the trio scaled the fence in the early hours of this morning. Police receiving reports around 4.40am. Now, major police checkpoints have been set up around Howard Springs for the past several hours. As you can see in these pictures, they've been conducting thorough searches in car boots, checking vehicle registrations, cars and buses alike.
1: As as if they were looking for Khalid Sheikh Mohammed in the days after 9-11, if you haven't seen this video in Australia, they've got lines of cars on every road going anywhere from that prison. If you're not allowed to leave, it's a prison. I don't Mm -hmm. care. Um, uh, If you get COVID, they make you stay there. A couple of people with COVID left. And they're checking every car, long lines of cars, and they got people with guns and, you know, official llama cop suits. you know, getting everybody out of the car, opening up the trunk like you're looking for freaking Bin Laden. Right. Because three people with COVID left the
0: place. Australia has lost its mind. I've said this before. Some of their draconian measures and crackdowns are just... Utterly unjustifiable. And this is, this is a fellow country that emerged from the tradition of English common law, which makes it extra crazy. If Kim Jong Fathead is doing this, I, I, whatever, I don't care. But one of the, the, the British
1: Commonwealth countries, this is scary. For something that 99.5% of people who, who get it survive. Um, that's, that's an interesting reaction. And by the way, those numbers were from the pre vaccine era. True that. True that. Um, so I don't know. I I hope that's not the direction we're going. Or if we ever have another one of these, that that's what we do. What would it have been like if the D's had been in charge when this thing hit in March of 2020? Oh, my. I have no idea. Wow. Wow.
0: Well, all I know is, and I'm I'm not trying to be a a brave little man, depending on the height of the fence. I'm in one of those camps. I walk the F out. Come and find me. Come and charge me. Let's have the court case. Can't wait. Of course, that's you know based on American law, not uh, Aussie law, which God knows it involves you know koalas It's a kangaroo and such. court. <laughs> There's no denying that.
1: <laughs> it's hard to avoid.
0: <laughs> well, right, right. Um, they got kangaroos as bailiffs. Oh, you yes. mouth off to the judge, they punch you right in the head with their big paws.
1: Oh, well, you will be tried by a, uh, kangaroos of your peers or something. <laughs> what? <laughs> um i uh i got to talk to a put you put your hand on the
0: koala and swear <laughs> to tell the truth <laughs> that oh, probably boy. doesn't happen no. No,
1: that seemed, it would be silly <laughs> who'd swear with their hand on a koala it's a live animal <laughs> yeah. it's crazy no religion based on the koala <laughs> right that i'm aware of i'm aware of i got to talk, <laughs> i got to talk to a uh homeless guy the other day for a long time formerly homeless guy he was homeless for a very long time not homeless anymore and he was just telling me about some of the realities and how we're right about so many of the things that we talk about. Which if, of course, if I might stop you, bigot, he was a man experiencing homelessness,
0: which would suggest, folks, that he is now a man experiencing home, <laughs> which is an idiotic term, which means I think you're tracking with I,
1: I I'm pretty sure he would laugh at the whole experiencing homeless thing. If I see him again, I'll, I'll bring that up with him. But I'll tell you that tale coming up.
3: And getty show.
1: Uh, different people have different ways of streaming their music. I don't use Spotify, I never have. Um, I just have other ones. Um, but anyway, Spotify released their are they the biggest or not? iHeart the biggest. Uh, They're they're in, in your big few. I know Spotify is big, but anyway, they released their list of the top streaming content for 2021. Bad Bunny is the most streamed artist globally in the whole world. Drake is the most streamed artist in the United States. And this song was the most streamed song in the world and the United States this past year.
4: And
2: I know. i've heard this so
1: that's what this is this is driver's license by olivia rodrigo never heard in my life i don't think i've heard it wouldn't like being in a store or something oh yeah yeah yeah. so i'm unfamiliar
0: with the uh the the bad bunny what did the bunny do exactly bad bunny and who are we to sit in judgment of the bunny
1: (laughs) Driver's license, the lyrics are just like, and now I get to park where I want because I've got a driver before I had it. I couldn't get into a movie. You know, mm. really good stuff. Compelling. Um, yeah. And I'd be interested. What would be interesting to me is how much money like Drake made off of being the most streamed artist in the United States. Not much. Not much. I mean, you know, if you have millions and millions and millions of streams, you get walking around money. Then that's it, walking around. I mean, money. compared to records, oh, it's a teeny fraction. You wouldn't get buying a house money or even buying a car money, from nope. what I read. Nope. Not even buying a car money from being the most streamed artist in the world.
0: Well, if you're the biggest on Earth, you might make a significant amount. But for the rest of the musical world... That's... I just go
1: off that David Crosby thing where he said he mentioned one of their Crosby, Stills, and Nash songs that streamed a million times in a month, and he made like a dollar eighty.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's Part something. of that's because he didn't write it, I think, but
1: anyway... Any who, so I got to have a conversation the other day with a guy who had been homeless for a long time, like many, many years. He has not been homeless for s- seven years. The reason he's no longer homeless, well, he started by, uh, he recognized me, and then he, and he told me he'd been homeless, and he said, everything you guys say about the homeless thing is correct. He was homeless and is no longer homeless because he stopped doing drugs and drinking. You mean because rents came down? Because government policies for lower rent got him into a... No, because he stopped doing drugs and drinking. And he said, and that's what everybody out there is doing. Yeah. Living with all these people. And he, talk, he had several interesting stories that I thought um, I would pass along. One, he said the real ballers, he used the term ballers, in <laughs> the homeless community, he said, are the, are the people that have figured out a way to get a disability check. He said, they're the ballers. They get a check every single month, and they figured out how to do that, and then they still live the the homeless lifestyle out there. So that's just fantastic. Um, And I suppose there's all kinds of different ways to figure out how you get on a a disability check that you get coming in every single month. So that's that's what you're aspiring to if you're a drug addict, homeless person. You're aspiring to be one of the people that figured out a way to get a disability check every month because then you can Mm. just continue that lifestyle permanently. The other interesting thing that he told me was um, you, you, regularly getting thrown in jail for a variety of things. You know, I didn't even ask him what things. <clears throat> what things you get was thrown in jail for. Anyway. It's getting harder and harder. Yeah. But he'd been in jail, in and out of jail a lot of times. He said, every time you get in, thrown in jail, you lose all your stuff. He said, because no, it's not like anybody watches out for you or you know, takes care of your stuff while you're gone. You lose all your stuff every time you get thrown in jail. So every time you get thrown in jail, you got to start over. So you're in jail for like a day. you got to start over. So you go to uh, the hardware store and you steal a bolt cutter. He said, that's the first thing you do. You steal a bolt cutter and then you go get yourself a bicycle. And then, then you start with the bike. And then you get the shopping cart, and then you steal a tent and all that sort of stuff. So that's 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 how you do that. That's how you rebuild your life, and it takes a couple of days to rebuild your life, starting with stealing a bolt cutter from the hardware store.
0: Wow, wow! And then you steal a tent from like REI or something like that, or,
1: or I don't wherever know. fine tents are sold. I guess I they probably know. have them anywhere with sporting goods. Bikes must be easy because every every homeless. And can't meet you come across has got more bikes than they know what to do with I know I got my bike stolen last year so yeah yeah
0: well yeah it occurs to me that well sure you go to a Walmart or whatever department store and if they have an outdoors uh, you know uh, section you you grab a tent the big box you put it under your arm you walk up to the uh, cash registers you walk past the cash registers you walk out the door and no matter what you just keep walking because nobody can do anything so of course you can get a tent.
1: But how, mu- how much more difficult would it be for homeless to do their thing if we could just stop them from stealing bolt cutters? I mean, that alone might have a huge impact on how much stuff gets stolen.
0: Wow. So you got to put the bolt cutters... Behind glass,
1: or just stop stealing in general. If we get our, if we get a handle on the, the 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 smash and grab problem that we've got going on right now in America, and particularly in the left coast, if we just get a handle on that, how much will that cut down on homelessness? Because you don't have the bolt cutters, which means you don't get the bike as easily, which means you don't get to steal all the other stuff and live, you know, a comfortable enough life as a drug addict that you can hang out there along the bike path for the next six months, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm reminded of that giant smash and grab at the Home Depot in SoCal where they grabbed sledgehammers and crowbars and hammers to do more smash and grabs. It's right. exactly what you're talking smash, about. Smash,
2: smash, smash. There's yeah. an expert on the topic. Yeah,
1: guy probably yeah. involved in a smash and grab. Yeah. Um, But, but I, I thought it was interesting. There's a guy who's lived among the homeless for many years saying, yeah, they're all drug addicts
0: or drunks. That's what we all are out there. Well, I would say not all homeless people are, but when you talk about what I often refer to as junkie camps, yeah. those are all yeah.
1: drunks yeah. and drug addicts. He's talking about the community he
0: was hanging out in. Sure, you got some somebody quietly living out of the back of the pickup or whatever. I'm not talking about that person. Um, you talk about somebody with a mental illness or whatever, I'm not talking about them, I- except except in terms of, and I will continue to talk about this, and we're looking forward to uh, uh, interviewing the author of this fabulous new book about it, the new meth that is causing severe mental illness within a few weeks is starting. It's chemically different. We've talked about it a couple of times. It's a terrible, terrible problem. But because and and this is get, a measure. And yeah, that, that's permanent, right? You don't get to fix your brain on that? I don't think, I don't think you can fix it. I think, well, I think you can, f- my recollection of the article was that when you stop doing it, you will slowly get better, but not all the way better. You will have done damage to your brain. But it's a measure of the dishonesty and the money flowing around in this thing that so many uh, people who claim to be advocates for the quote-unquote homeless refuse to address the question of the new meth because it sounds like victim-blaming or it undermines their highfalutin argument that these are poor unfortunate people just like us. We could be next, and that's why we need to pour billions and billions of dollars into it. It undermines that argument to admit, oh,
1: they're doing meth all day long, and it's melting their frontal lobe. Back in the old days, going way back, everybody who would, who if you're a substance abuse home-free person, and there weren't near as many because it wasn't as cushy a way to live, not as many people were going to give you a handout. No, it's um, hard to be a junkie. But they're all drunks back in the old days. And, you know, that's something you can quit, and you're fine. And you start your life over, like this guy I met. You quit the drugs and the drinking, and you, you, get, you, you know he's a, he's a truck driver now and doing fine. But you do some of these drugs that ruin your brain, like that new meth. They ain't, ain't coming back from that.
0: Yeah, That's yeah, a well, problem. Well, best wishes to that gent. to uh, Stand a straight and narrow and enjoy your life, my friend. I'm, I'm happy for you. Uh, if you have a friend or loved one who's a fan of the Armstrong and Getty show, perhaps they'd enjoy the brand new Don't Be So Obsessed With Not Dying That You Forget To Live Armstrong and Getty t-shirt featuring an elk for some reason it's at the armstrong and getty store armstrongandgetty.com we'll order now so you can get your uh, fabulous swag before christmas featuring an elk for some reason it's a big old elk on a mountainside next to <laughs> my my le- soon-to-be legendary quote why an elk i don't know why not a moose a moose is alive i don't know
3: armstrong
2: and getty
4: You're probably careful with your personal information, but what about the other places that have it? Like the doctor's office that mixed up your files. They have your social security number. The power company that mistakenly cut your service has your payment info and last three addresses. And the hotel that lost your reservation has your passport info. Your information is in endless places out of your control. Any one of them could accidentally expose you to hackers and identity theft through lax security, breaches, or simple mistakes. But LifeLock monitors millions of data points every second and alerts you to a wide range of threats. If your identity is stolen, a U.S.-based restoration specialist will fix it, guaranteed or your money back, with plans covering up to $3 million for stolen funds and expenses. Mistakes happen. Don't let not having protection be one of them. Save up to 40% your first year at lifelock.com iHeart. That's lifelock.com iHeart to save up to 40%. Terms apply.
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Now, I can't promise that every person will get every gift they want on time. Only Santa Claus can keep that promise. But there are items every year that sell out that are hard to find. Some of you moms and dads may remember Cabbage Patch Kids back in the '80s, or Beanie Babies in the '90s, or other toys that have run out at Christmas time in past years when there was no supply chain problem. So they're trying to dodge blame for the supply chain problem by saying, "Remember Cabbage ca- Patch Kids?" <laughs>
1: That's interesting. I mentioned earlier because I got I got my car run into uh, last Wednesday. Uh, and um, smashed in the side. And so I worked it through the insurance and got my estimate. And so, you know, then you contact a place to fix it. And I called the first place, and they said, yeah, we can get you in. We're backed up late uh, end of February. End of February? Uh, that's, that, that's three months. Uh, so, you know, I'm sorry you're so busy. I'll call somewhere else. Called them up. They said, we might be able to get you in late January if we have an opening. Okay, so now I'm, I'm two months out. But So I called a couple of other places, and I finally asked somebody. I said, what's going on? And they said, Parts. Parts have been backed up uh, on those container ships, and we just haven't been able to fix cars for a long time. And now we're starting to get parts in, and we're just way backed up. So people been waiting forever. So it's a supply chain thing for wow. getting your car fixed. We got a text from somebody who said, I've been waiting three months to get my mirror fixed on my car. Wow, that's and, crazy. And that affects inflation because you have a demand, and they have the ability to charge more. And if, because if you're printing money, if you're running a shop, you might want to hire more mechanics so you can work longer hours, so you can bring in more people, so you can make even more money. And the the economy just gets overheated like that, and everything goes up. Well, and or you might have a customer is just screaming
0: at you that they need their car, and you can get a quarter panel, but it'll be uh, $500 more than usual, and you go ahead and say yeah, and you slap the customer with that charge, and the price of everything escalates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wow, that's wild. You know what's interesting is now there are certain trucking regulations, the backing of some powerful unions that I do lay at the foot of the political left. But generally speaking, I'm not blaming the Biden administration for the supply chain thing.
1: I'm not. You can't shut off the world economy and then turn it back on again without, oh, like you turn on a really, really long hose, getting all those air bubbles out takes a while.
0: Yeah, yeah. Interesting that they're working so hard to avoid that blame. Another interesting story, obviously, uh, most of us have already heard about this and have been chatting about it a bit. But the the big abortion case before the Supreme Court yesterday, they heard the oral arguments, uh, the Mississippi law that bans abortions after the 15th week, which, as it turns out, is an incredibly common standard around the world like the advanced liberal euros, most of those countries adhere to that standard. There are only a few countries that that go with when the fetus could live outside the womb, and those are some of the most loathsome countries on Earth. Now, the political left, how many times have you pointed out, you know, the only countries with the death penalty anymore are Iran, Saudi Arabia, and China? Right. Okay, okay. Fair enough. What do you say to this? Anyway, uh, in the uh, aftermath of the discussions, which are always difficult to interpret, it's hard to guess where the justices are going just based on the questions. Uh, a lot of folks were saying, yeah, they seem primed to overturn Roe v. Wade. Um some of the reactions I thought were, uh, were were telling. They were educational. Let's start with clip number forty, Michael. It's uh, Elizabeth Weidra, who's with, and all these organizations have names that totally obscure what they think. Sure, w- which is interesting. She's with the Constitutional Accountability Center. Okay, well, who could be against that? <laughs> she's uh, she's uh, pro abortion, pro you know more liberal abortion rights. Here is what she has to say with about daring to take a look at Roe v. Wade.
2: You know, I think the justices brought up important questions of stare decisis, which is the principle that you don't overturn longstanding precedent like Roe versus Wade, which has been reaffirmed time after time again, including in Casey. And overturning it now would be, in the words of Charles Freed, Ronald Reagan's solicitor general, an act of constitutional vandalism. So I think that people, women in particular across this country, are very concerned that their bodily autonomy, their right to make decisions for themselves, make decisions of the most intensely personal nature could now be left up to the state rather than to themselves, the people who really should be making those decisions.
1: I like the way they always talk as if every woman is in prime childbirth uh, situation, you know, you might on behalf of other women be fighting for this, but every woman Mm -hmm. is not worried that they're going to get pregnant and can't end the pregnancy. Plenty of women, like lots and lots of women, that would never do that, and then plenty of women that are past the point of having babies so they ain't gonna be in that situation
0: well now i don't remember if she did one of my favorite things is when they just call it women's health care as if my wife breaks her ankle and she can't get it fixed because there's no abortion after 15 weeks i mean <laughs>
1: sorry about your broken ankle we don't fix broken ankles nope. for women anymore sorry not, not since they overturned roe versus wade so i like you're the just fact that you're gonna
0: have to limp around she threw around the term constitutional vandalism, which is obviously bomb chucking. Let's listen to Carrie Severino of with the Judicial Crisis Network. Also, you wouldn't know by the name, therefore uh, more restrictive abortion laws. See if she does any bomb chucking and, and, and throwing around a wild phrases.
3: I heard definitely five clear votes uh, that recognized, as Justice Kavanaugh put it, that the court needs to stay scrupulously neutral on this and not be trying to make abortion policy for the nation. And I think Chief Justice Roberts as well, although he looked like he was trying to find a compromise, even those arguing against the law acknowledged that any other line they came up with would not be a, a workable standard either. The court just needs to get out of this. And the good news for, for Elizabeth, too, is saying, hey, you know what? Now the states can make these calls. There's going to be a lot of states like California, New York, that say, hey, we want abortion all nine months. It's going to be a battle that's going to be fought out in each state. And then the American people will have the right to come up with these compromises in this very controversial area of law. It's, it's, it should be for them and the legislatures, not for the courts to address those issues speaking and make those balances decisions.
0: It was, I almost said funny, it was uh, odd and troubling how she stated in a cheery voice, states like California and New York can have abortion for all nine months. Right. Whoa, 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 what? Now wait right. a minute.
1: Yeah, I know, yeah.
0: Yeah, God help us if that happens. I mean.
1: Like the, it's like she said, in uh, California and New York can have set their speed limit at 65. Right, mm. yeah, that
0: was odd for an abortion opponent. Uh, but let's, uh, one more from Carrie Severino that I thought was uh, worth airing.
3: If you ask most Americans what they think overturning Roe would mean, they think it would it would outlaw abortion nationwide, and that's simply not what it would do. Um, un- unlike what Elizabeth said, the Fourteenth Amendment doesn't actually say anything about abortion. At the time it was passed, it, most most states actually did have laws that addressed abortion that prohibited it. It was never recognized as a right. So I think we need to go back to that constitutional understanding and say the states do have the ability to make that decision, and that's where the po- popular opinion. Will play out, and, and if if, the, if that's what people want to see, that's what those states' laws are going to look like.
1: I wish I had the numbers in front of me. They had, had Brett Baer had some polling on Fox yesterday, new polling where even a majority of Republicans want to keep Roe versus Wade.
0: Um, I think as often happens in these public opinion polls, um, to the extent that this matters, they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what it would mean,
1: right? Because uh, regularly, and this polling has been steady for a long time. Um, majority of Republicans and Democrats don't like abortion at all after the first trimester. Mm-hmm. Why we haven't been able to outlaw that, given the fact that, well, one, it's a horror, and two, the vast majority of all political stripes don't like it, uh, is, well, it's a failure of our system, I think. Right. Well,
0: and again, as Kerry Severino... Uh, well, it's, a, our- it's,
1: a, it's a failure of the people... Using our system, the system is fine, but right a bunch right. of cowards who want to uh, benefit from the issue rather than solving it.
0: Sure, yeah, I think as Ms. Severino uh, articulated, uh, m- m- most Americans believe that overturning Roe v. Wade would end all abortion rights because that's the message they've been given over and over and over mm-hmm. for years. As I recall, that poll, uh, the Fox News poll, it was fifty. Was it fifty three percent of Republicans? Yeah. were against overturning er, overturning Roe v. Wade. If, if I were to simply say overturning Roe v. Wade meant that the issue would be returned to state legislatures to decide what the appropriate line is for abortion rights, I think that 53% would go to 13%.
1: You also need to realize the vast majority of abortions happen before 15 weeks. That's the law we're discussing in Mississippi. If you made the Mississippi law the law of the entire country, the vast majority of, of abortions would still occur. I don't and think yet, most people
0: realize that. Well, no, they don't. I mean, that's a huge point because the Mississippi law, whether you support it or not, you gotta admit, it's being portrayed in virtually every media outlet that exists as some sort of wild draconian handmaid's tale oppression of women just wildly unprecedented. When again, it's very common around the world and it and and it would affect only a very small proportion of abortions, or number of abortions. There you go. Yeah, oh, I don't God. You know what? I and, and I try very hard to remember. There's so many of our fellow countrymen, and I'd ask you to remember this too. So many of our fellow countrymen never hear the arguments. They hear one side's propaganda over and over and over again. They come to believe it. You know, don't hate them for that. Maybe you pity them for that. Um, and it's true on the right too, to some extent, depending. Um, but it's no way to run a country, and, and I just we got to do something about our media. I don't know. Yeah,
1: and we're going more that direction, not less, right now. Um, Alec Baldwin given his first interview to George Stephanopoulos. We got a little promo of that that we Alex find Baldwin. we find very troubling. If a you haven't heard promo, that. they're yeah. promoting like it's a TV show. Well, it is a TV show. Ugh, well, like it's entertainment. It shouldn't really be that entertaining. Anyway, if you haven't heard that, that that's next.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
2: direct has done it again this month only get ready for an offer you can't resist buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at two thousand dollars that's right a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once so hurry into diamonds direct your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long details at diamondsdirect.com The Armstrong and
1: Getty Show. It wasn't in the script for the trigger to be pulled.
4: Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger.
0: So yeah. you never pulled the trigger? No, 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 no.
4: no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never.
3: What did you think
4: happened? Someone put a live bullet in a gun, a bullet that wasn't even supposed to be on the property.
3: Is this the worst thing that's ever happened to you?
4: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I I think back, and I think of what could I have done.
1: So, we have a lot of problems with that. That's George Stephanopoulos interviewing Alec Baldwin. I think it airs tonight as a primetime special. Alec Baldwin's first interview since he accidentally killed somebody is presented as like an entertainment show like that with cool sound effects. And, and what kind of question is that? Is this the worst thing that's ever happened to you? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, what, feel, I accidentally shot a woman, a friend yeah. of mine, actually shot and killed a friend of mine. Yeah, yeah it's worst thing around.
0: What and almost hell? killed
1: another guy. Of course, he sat down for the interview. I think the best response would be, hell no, I'm not doing an interview. Yeah, we're not going to flog
0: this for commercials or publicity or anything else. A woman, a young woman is dead and a young man's
1: been grievously injured. This is a tragedy. I'm talking about it with her husband and my therapist, but I'm not talking about it with you in front of a TV audience.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's a sick world. Sick.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna send him the laughing till I cry emoji, which is the number two most popular emoji of twenty twenty one.
0: I wondered where you were going.
1: <laughs> number two, I use that one a lot. Yeah, I don't use emojis because I'm not a child, but Oh boy. Um <laughs> The they call it the Tears of Joy emoji. I thought yeah, it was that's good.
0: Laughing till you're crying. And I've read those articles about, well, young people think their parents are stupid because young <laughs> people have evolved. Now they use it double ironically to mean they're actually crying till they're laughing. Shut up. I don't <laughs> care what you're doing, you young people. Yeah, of course, you young people. You should be seen and not heard.
1: Young people do think what their parents do is stupid. That's part of being a young person. God, my son has fully entered that age where just nothing's cool. Everything's lame. Especially oh, yeah. especially stuff older people do. It's just, uh oh.
0: Anything that's existed for more than
1: four months is so stupid. It's painful to even be around. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I remember it. Anything that's existed for more than six months. (laughs) So lame. Anyway, so I'm looking at this. uh, There there are a lot of people that apparently take emojis very seriously studying them for some reason. Uh, The red heart emoji held the number two spot. I can see how that would be. Tears of Joy, number one. Even though, I'm a big fan of both. I use the uh, hearts with my uh, wife and children all the time. And there, even though Generation Z deemed it uncool, along with side parts and skinny jeans.
0: I have a suggestion for Generation Z that unerrable according to current FCC rules and regulations.
1: To the people who create and study emojis, the persistence of tears of joy, also known as the laughing-crying emoji, comes as no surprise. It speaks to how many people use emoji. If emoji were a purely Gen Z thing, then you wouldn't see it so highly ranked, said Alexander Robertson, an emoji researcher at Google.
0: Hey, good job scamming your way into a fake gig, dude.
1: What do you do at Google? I'm an
0: emoji researcher. Yeah, you know what? I'm sending him the crying, laughing emoji
1: times three.
5: <laughs> I'm thinking
1: of having a guy with a birthday hat on, but I haven't thought it through yet. I'm still researching it. We'll need a few more weeks. <laughs>
0: No kidding. I've come to believe that when people send the crying emoji, they're indicating sadness. But again, we'll need a few more
1: weeks. Because of the sheer number of people using emoji, even if one group thinks something is lame, they've got to be a really big group to affect all these statistics. That makes sense. Yeah. i got to stop you right there. You keep saying emoji, so it's like deer. You don't say deers. No, emoji is like deer, yeah. I always say emojis. Illiterate idiot. I do too. I'm just reading from the New York Times. If I was saying it myself, I would say emojis. It makes sense that Gen Z would think that certain emojis. That's funny. They just said um, the woman who studied, worked, makes their living on emojis. Another scammer. Said emoji plural. Now the New York Times is saying emojis is plural. Anyway, uh, ba 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 ba. Said Jennifer Daniel, an emoji subcommittee chair for Unicode and a creative director at Google. So yet a different job. (laughs) around the studying of and creating of emojis. It's part of the teenage experience of creating a sense of subculture where there's a right way and a wrong way of behaving. Yeah, so I've noticed and remember. Um, There's a spectrum of laughter that can be expressed through text. I just love how seriously they take this stuff. There's light chuckling. There's acknowledgement laughter, which is just a marker of empathy. Using emojis such as the skull face, I am dead, or the crying face, uncontrollable tears, can help illustrate that range. Mm. Thank you for explaining what all of us were able to grasp immediately the first time we saw emoji. Oh, wow. I'll stop sending the
0: skull to indicate I just saw a pretty bird. No, we, we get it. Stop it. Stop explaining. We know. Well, they have to justify their salary. Yeah, and again, <laughs> I only admire
1: it. <laughs> And now it's Final Thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. Oh, boy. There you go. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. And Jack, it will include a very surprising
0: final thought from your host. But first, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Michelangelo, our technical director. Michael?
5: Yeah, for our listeners that are new to texting, if you get a text about a loved one dying, Don't say LOL, it's not lots of love, it's laughing out
1: loud. There you Mm -hmm. go. Young Alex,
0: our behind-the-scenes producer, has a final thought, Alex?
1: Yeah, on Twitter, they had a thing going for a while where someone would put a controversial opinion and a bunch of red flag emojis, and the best BuzzFeed article was explaining what a red flag was. There you go, thank you for that. Oh boy. If you're new to the planet, Jack,
4: a final thought you'd like to share?
1: Similar to what I was going to say, this Miss Daniel, who somehow conned Google into paying her to study and talk about emojis, said it. emojis basically indicate what we ha- need to communicate in a broad range of expression and very specific concepts. Who is that for? <laughs> we know! <laughs> My kids at age four were able to figure out the whole emoji thing.
0: Right, right. Wow. My final thought is, as you move through... Your fifties, maybe you're getting close to sixty. Your doctor's going to tell you you should get the shingles vaccine. I have a friend right now who is being tortured. It's horrible. It's a horrible disease. It's like the re-expression of chicken pox in adults, but it's it's incredibly painful. Wow. Get the jab. I don't care what you think about the COVID
1: jab. When they offer you the the uh, shingles vaccine, get the jab. Wow. Never even heard about this. Wait. Have to send uh, some sort of emoji. Um, so, emojis are an expression of our feelings, a wide range of emotions, through pictures. I'll be damned.
0: Again, re- am I a dog in this scenario? <laughs> Why are you
1: explaining this? Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour
0: workday. So many people thanks thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. If you missed something, you can download the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand at armstrongandgetty.com or wherever you like to get podcasts. We've got some fabulous swag for you here. Drop up uh, an email mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com.
1: See you tomorrow. God bless America. Screw it, I'm
0: leaving. Let's go, Brandon. Point of personal privilege. I think that right now, um, you know, the honeymoon's over.
1: It's a little too much, Donkey Dog. Do you understand? I cannot understand the word you're saying. Laugh at it, Kev Kerr. Come on. Maybe you're not that bright.
2: Half cup full, half cup empty.
0: Will this institution survive the stench that this creates?
1: I have no idea why you would do something like that. Yet Mm -hmm.
0: another sign we are approaching peak stupid. Yay.
1: Thank y'all very much. Armstrong and Getty.
2: High Five Casino. High Five casino is a social casino with real prizes and Big Vegas hits at highfivecasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every 4 hours, only at highfivecasino.com.
3: High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly.
0: Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at high the number 5 casino. Dot com. High
2: five casino.